We've made it to the final week of our churchwide study, which we have called Beyond. And this whole churchwide study centers around the Bible verse that says God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all that you could ask, think, or imagine. And throughout this study, we've learned that God can see beyond our sin. We've learned that He can see beyond our labels. We've learned that God can take us beyond the limits of our faith. And we've learned that God can carry us beyond our fears. And today we're going to focus on the fact that God can bless you beyond your expectations. And really what it all boils down to is the fact that you can be generous always. Because God will bless you beyond your expectations. You know, whenever I find myself in a position of leadership, one of the things I try to say as often as I can are, here's what I expect. Here are the expectations that I have. And the reason I like to do that is because that way everyone's on the same page. If the expectations are clear before we get into a situation, then everybody knows exactly what they're supposed to do when they get into that situation. Nobody can say, well, I didn't know exactly what to do because you never told me. No, because we went over the expectations. And if you're a parent or a grandparent or teacher, coach, anybody who works with children, you know that this principle works pretty well with kids. You have to have really clear expectations with children. We usually prep them before we get into a certain scenario. We try to tell them things. Here's how to act here. Here's what to do. Here's what not to say in this situation. We try to give them clear expectations so that they behave in a way we want them to. Because really, if, if kids don't behave the way we want, and we never gave clear expectations, we really can't be upset about it. If we never went over the expectations in the first place, we really can't be upset when they behave in a way that we didn't want them to. But really, with kids or even with adults, we can have really, really clear expectations. We can have explain everything of how it's supposed to work, here's how it's supposed to play out, and then they can go out there and do something completely different and it just doesn't work out. And that's exactly what happened to this youth football coach. My favorite part of that whole video is if you saw him, the, the coach on the sideline, if you happen to see that, as the kids are running into each other, he takes his hat and he throws it on the ground because he's upset. Maybe he didn't give clear enough expectations or maybe they're just kids and they're running around and, and being crazy. But it's important for us to have really clear expectations. And, and not only do I try to give clear expectations to the people that I'm leading, I try to let people know what they can expect from me. I think it's really important that a group of people, whether they're kids or adults or anybody, they should know what to expect from the leader. You know, they should expect the leader to be on time. They should expect the leader to do what he or she is supposed to do and always be prepared and to have their best interest at heart and to always do everything that they can to help them in that situation. Those are the expectations that we would place on any leader in a given situation. If we take this concept of expectations and we apply it to our relationship with God, 
I wonder what we'll find happens. You know, God is the leader. He is our leader. And so as the leader, should we have some expectations of him? Are, are there certain things that we should expect him to do? I, I think we would say, yeah, we expect him to be true to his word and to do what he says he's going to do. I think we would expect God to love us because that's what it says he does. I think we would expect God to have our best interests at heart and to be good for us. But does he have to live up to those things? Is it contingent upon how we live our lives? Do we have to do certain expectations? Does God have expectations that he places on us? Are there things that we are expected to do that God expects of us because he's the leader? I think in one sense we could say yes. God does have some expectations on our lives. If we look at the great commandment, it says that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. I think God has clear expectations of how we are to live our lives, and that's to love God and love others. There's a reason we talk about that all the time around here, because they're the most important things. It's the way we should live our life. It's the expectations that God has placed on our lives that we should live by. We should love God and love others. And part of the loving others thing is to be really generous. Part of what it looks like to love other people is to be generous always. No matter what's going on in any given scenario, whether it's with our money or our time or our talent, we should be generous always. Jesus talked about this concept. He was given the Sermon on the Mount. It's a really famous sermon given by Jesus. He was talking to a large group of people, and he went over a number of different topics. And one of the topics that he discussed was this generosity thing. It happens in Matthew, or excuse me, Luke chapter 6. Jesus says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And what we have going on in this Bible verse is, is you know, Jesus kind of shifts gears a little bit mid-sentence. And, and sometimes we read the scriptures, and honestly, we get a little confused. Some pieces of Scripture are a little hard to understand, or Jesus is talking about one thing, and then he jumps to another thing, and then he gives some example, and nobody really knows what he's talking about, and I'm sure the disciples just pretended that they knew what he was talking about, and then they asked each other later, what was he talking about? And they try to figure it out. And this might be one of those. You know, the beginning and the end of this Bible verse go together, and the middle section is just an example. So for a second, we're going to take out the middle section, just focus on the beginning and the end, and the way it reads is give, and it will be given to you. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. That's the principle that we should live our lives by. Give, and it will be given to you. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Which really boils down to be generous always. The way that we show our generosity is the same measure that's used to determine God's generosity back towards us in our lives. That's the principle Jesus says. And the middle section is an example. Jesus says, if you want to know exactly what I mean by how generous you should be, like how generous is generous enough, this is the example. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's the measure you should use. And in return, that same measure will be poured into your lap. 
And really, I've always liked this verse. I don't know, something about the phrasing of it. I always love the whole good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. just sounds really good. But if I'm honest, it didn't really mean much to me because I don't really know exactly what Jesus is talking about. It just sounds like he's using some, some nice language that sounds really nice for a Bible verse. But in this day and time, the phrases Jesus uses in this example meant a lot. The Bible wasn't originally written in English the way we read it now. It's written in, in uh, the New Testament is mostly in Greek. And this verse was originally written in Greek. And the phrases that Jesus used carry a lot of meaning, and they would have meant a lot to the people that were listening to him at this time. When Jesus says, press down, the Greek there that's written for press down, it's actually a medical term which Luke's the author of this Bible, uh, about this chapter, so that's probably why, because Luke was a doctor. So this is the phrase he writes down. But it was also used as a measure to determine when you're trading goods and when you're buying and selling goods. You know, they didn't have uh, credit cards. You couldn't pay with your phone. They didn't have digital scales that you could weigh things with. Okay, they had to find other ways to measure certain goods. And this was the term that they would use to determine how to measure dry goods. So if you had a dry good, you would pour it into a container and you would press it down to compact it to be able to put more and more in. That was how you could guarantee that you had the full amount, the full measure, as much as you could possibly put. So you would press it down. The shaken together part, that's the way, that's the term they would use to determine how to measure soft goods, say like grapes or something. If you were buying or selling grapes, you'd put grapes into a container and you would shake it and some of the grapes start to settle and you can add a few more, right? You understand this concept and it's so did Jesus' audience. This would ensure that you were buying or selling the correct full amount. You weren't getting skimped. You weren't skimping somebody else. You're getting the full amount because it was shaken together. The final example Jesus uses is running over. That's one that we even today can understand. If you have a container, you're measuring liquid goods. If it's running over, it's full. It's as full as it can possibly be because it is running over. So Jesus says, here's the example if you want to know how generous you're supposed to be in life. If you want to know what measure you should use to determine how generous you're going to live your life, it should be to the full amount. It should be to the max. Like you could not possibly give more. You couldn't possibly be more generous because the amount that you're being generous with is a good measure that's pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And when you give like that with that measure, that's the same measure of generosity that God will use to determine how generous he's going to be to you. And what's going to happen is a good measure that's pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. That's a phrase we understand, poured into your lap. That means something's just kind of like given to you. You didn't have to do something extra to get it. And it's a phrase that they understood too back in Jesus' time. Because back then, they didn't have clothes like we wear, okay? They had garments, and, and a lot of times they had a belt on. And when they had this belt around their garment, there would be this extra amount of cloth that kind of bundled up in the front. And a lot of times, they would use this to kind of carry things in. They'd put different items in this little pouch that they had. They didn't have coach purses. They didn't have underarm backpacks to carry their stuff. They had what they had. 
And so they would use this pouch to kind of put things in. And it would be in your lap. And Jesus says that if you give with this full measure amount, and you're that generous, that's how generous God's going to be back to you. And you won't have to work for it. You won't have to go above and beyond. You won't have to do anything crazy because it will be given into your lap. It will be placed right in your Under Armour backpack. It'll be placed right in your lap. And you'll be able to carry it with you. That's how generous God will be in return for how generous you are. The principle for us is to be generous always. Because God can bless us beyond our expectations. The beginning and the end of this Bible verse are the principle that Jesus is trying to teach us. Give and it will be given to you, for with the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And so if this is the truth, if Jesus is saying, hey, how you give determines how God's going to give back to you. I don't know about you, but I want to be really generous. I want to give with the full amount. I want to give the most that I possibly could of my money, of my time, of my talent, of my energy, of my everything that I have. Because I want God to bless me back with the full amount. I would hate to think that God looks down on my life and, and thinks, man, I really, really, really want to give Zach this blessing, but you know what? It's too generous. He wasn't being generous to other people. He used a smaller measure to determine how generous he's going to be, so i got to kind of cut the blessing in half a little bit to him. I can't give him the full blessing that I really wanted to because he's not living his life from a generous place. I would hate to have God look at me and think that. I want God to look down at me and think, man, he is, he is being so generous. He is generous always to the full amount, this full measure. That's what I'm going to use to determine how generous I'm going to be to him. I'm going to bless him above and beyond what his expectations are. That's what I hope for in my life. The principle Jesus is trying to say is we should be generous always. If we're honest, that sounds really nice, but it can be really difficult. We, I think we all agree that, yes, you should be generous. That sounds like a good principle. You should, sure, give to the church, give to some charities, you know, be generous with your time, volunteer for stuff. But to be generous always, that's asking a lot. That means in every scenario, in every situation, maybe even when somebody doesn't deserve it, maybe when somebody's not being kind to us, we should still be generous because it's always. And the measure that we use to be generous is the same measure that God will use to determine his generosity towards us. Sometimes that's difficult to do with our money. There are times in our lives where we're really strapped for cash. Christmas is right around the corner. So this maybe is one of those times where you're strapped for cash. And it's easy to come up with excuses about why you can't be generous with your money. Why you can't give to somebody who's in need. Why you can't help out a family who needs it. Why you can't pay for somebody's grocery or somebody's coffee at Starbucks. Because you have your concerns that you have to take care of too. But Jesus would say you should be generous always. Regardless of the situation you find yourself in. We should be that generous with our talents. In this room, we have a collection of people and a collection of talents that, that has a wide variety. Some of us are skilled with building stuff. Some of us can fix things. Some of us can work on computers. Some of us are good with children. Some of us are good with different things. And we should be really generous 
with our talents. And not just look to use our talents that will profit us, but in ways that profit other people. We should be willing to give our skills and our, and our talents to a cause that doesn't maybe directly benefit us. Maybe it helps somebody else. Jesus would say you should be generous always, even with your skills, no matter what situation you find yourself in. And if I'm honest, one of the hardest ways for me to be generous is with my time. I know that I only have 24 hours in a day, just like everybody does, and everybody's got their own things to do, and they're busy, and they've got things that they have to get done each day. And so when it comes to my time, I'm a little more protected of it. I'd always just say yes to everything that comes my way. I, I want to see how much time I have left, and can I fit that in my schedule? And, and maybe I can't because I need that little block of time to do something else or for myself. And Really, Jesus would say, you should be generous always, even with your time. You should be willing to give of your time. Because the measure that you use to determine how generous you are is the same measure that Jesus will use to determine how generous he is to you. To be generous always is really difficult because we find ourselves in situations where maybe it doesn't make sense to be that generous. You know, this happened to my grandmother. She was in the middle of her life and she found herself as a single mom of three daughters. She was working as a retailer and, and she was working as a waitress on the side. If you know anything about the retail business or a realtor business, excuse me, if you know anything about selling houses, then you know that it's all about commissions. It's all about how much money you make, and if you don't sell, if you don't sell houses, you don't make money. And so she had a weekend job as a waitress as well to make sure that there's always some cash coming in because she has three mouths to feed every week, and she's on her own. And one weekend, she worked a weekend shift at the restaurant, and she made $37 in tips. And that Sunday, she went to church with her three daughters like she always did, and when it came time for the collection plate to come around, she asked, God, how much should I give? And God, as clear as day, replied, all of it. She said, all of it? I can't give all of it. We don't have any money at home. There's no money at home. There's no food at home. I'm all on my own. I've got these three kids to feed. I have these $37 for the week. I can't give all of it. And as clear as I'm talking to you right now, God said, all of it. And in that moment, when the collection came, plate came by and my grandmother threw those $37 in, she placed all of her faith into God. And of course, God will always bless us beyond our expectations. Later that day, my grandmother got a phone call and the phone call was that one of her houses sold, and she was going to be having money coming in really soon that was really going to help her family. And that was certainly a blessing, and she was very excited about that, but that didn't solve the problem of today. Today, there's still no money. Today, there's still no food. Today, my kids are still not going to eat. That same day, a woman who was a stranger to my grandmother walked up to her and shook her hand. And as they were shaking hands, my grandmother felt something in her hand. And she looked down, and there was $100. And my grandmother learned that day that you should be generous always. Because God will always bless you beyond your expectations. The measure that you use to determine how generous you will be 
is the same measure that God will use to determine how generous He is to you. So when it comes to our time and our talents and our money, Jesus would say, you should be generous always. Because you will always find that in the end, God will bless you beyond your expectations. Let me pray for you this morning. Jesus, we thank you for we thank you for being good to each one of us. We thank you for always being kind to us, for always being generous, for loving us and for watching out for us and taking care of us. We thank you that you see our generosity. You see the times that we're good to people. You see the times that we give money. You see when we give in secret. And you've promised that you will bless us in return because of it. We thank you for your faithfulness as you watch over us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Well, we always want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus your Lord and Savior or an opportunity to join our church. So during the next song, we invite you to come forward if you've made either one of those decisions. Let's go ahead and stand and we'll sing our invitation.